Welcome to the Cover 2 Resources podcast series, a podcast series about addiction and addiction education. My name is Amy McNeil. I lost my brother Samuel to a heroin overdose on October 23, 2015. He was 28. As a family, we thought we were prepared to help Sam fight addiction, but we were painfully mistaken. My family founded Cover 2 Resources in memory of Sam. Our mission is to arm others with the knowledge needed to best support a loved one struggling with opioid addiction. The Cover 2 Resources podcast is an ongoing series in which we interview experts in the fight against opioid addiction. It is made possible through donations and sponsorships from concerned individuals or organizations. If you want to help in the fight against opioid addiction, please consider donating or sponsoring the Cover 2 podcast. Go to cover2.org for more information. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, and via RSS feed. Simply search for the full name, Cover 2 Resources, on your platform of choice. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Greg McNeil, founder of Cover 2 Resources, and I'm here today with Robert Sprague, representing the 83rd District in the Ohio House of Representatives. He's a former auditor and treasurer from Findlay, Ohio. Robert, welcome. Thanks, Greg. Okay. So since you took office, you've sponsored or endorsed 14 pieces of opioid addiction legislation, ranging from addressing parental consent for minors to be prescribed opioids to making Narcan readily available to prevent overdose deaths. That's a very impressive record. Thanks. Today, we're here to talk a little bit about your latest bill that you sponsored. And it goes into effect September 13th, and that's the Good Samaritan Bill. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. I think it's targeted at trying to help uh, people call 911 and save somebody else's life. We know that eight out of 10 people right now who use heroin or use prescription painkillers use with somebody else. But eight out of 10 people that are found dead from an overdose die alone. So we know that people leave the scene of that crime. They leave the scene when somebody else is using because they don't want to get in trouble. And right now what happens with the heroin overdose is, uh, you know, somebody is using with somebody else. They see that there's a problem. And instead of calling 911 and getting help because they're afraid of getting into trouble, instead they actually actively try to get rid of that person uh, so that there's no trace left behind. Um, and it's led to a lot of deaths across the state, and this is what our bill is trying to address. Okay. So there's a couple of nuances associated with the bill, as I understand it. It has limits in terms of the number of times that you can get immunity. Right. And so the, what the bill does is it if you call 911 and save somebody else's life uh, from an, during an overdose, it gives you immunity from prosecution prosecution for minor drug possession. And the reason we did it for minor drug possession is because we still want to be able to go after the gangs, the drug dealers, the bad guys that have large quantities of heroin, because we want to keep that stuff out of our neighborhoods. But if you're using heroin, minor drug possession, you have a very small quantity of it, or you have the paraphernalia for using it. We wanted to make sure that those individuals have an exemption from prosecution. But Uh, We didn't want to have this be just a get-out-of-jail-free card where people run around and actively uh, now are incentivized to, say, overdose because they know that each and every time, uh, you know, they can call law enforcement and get off scot-free. 
Um, so we wanted to put a limit in there, which basically was two stri- uh, three strikes and you're out. So you get you get to be able to call two times uh, and and receive the immunity, which is you know two more times of in terms of immunity than what we have in our statutes right now. Sure. Okay. So the next nuance was um, it also calls for medical providers to uh, provide the patient information to law enforcement. Well, this is important because one of the uh, pilot projects that is going on right now in the state of Ohio is a very innovative program down in Coleraine Township where they actually uh, link people into treatment after a drug overdose. So the following week after you overdose in Coleraine Township, uh, a police cruiser arrives at your door. The police cruiser isn't there to arrest you. They've got a treatment professional in the car and a social worker and the police officer all going to you saying, you know, how can we get you into treatment? How can we help you uh, in recovery? And um, that's proved to be an extraordinarily successful uh, program. I think they're getting into uh, treatment almost 80% of the people that they talk to. Uh, and so one of the things that our bill does is it allows the law enforcement side of the shop to access the information for that person's address from the EMS personnel so that they can go out, talk with that individual about treatment options. Really supports that program. That's great. So the bill also requires that overdose victims get mandatory treatment screening within 30 days after the overdose. Yeah, we wanted to make sure that this was about saving somebody's life and not just saving it for uh, that one hour period, but really trying to affect them and get them into treatment and connect them with treatment. And so one of the requirements to um, qualify for the immunity for minor drug possession uh, is that you get connected with treatment, that you go, you get you get a screen, and you get connected into some sort of a treatment program within 30 days. It does not require you to attend the treatment, but we know that when people overdose, when they nearly die, uh, that can be a life-changing event for individuals, and that is the right time for them to get um, connected to treatment in their community. They'll be most motivated at that time. Exactly. Sure, yeah. So what else should our listeners know about the Good Samaritan Law? Well, I think what's really important is that, and I hope that some of your listeners get the word out on Facebook or other social media, because quite frankly, this law doesn't do any good unless people who are actively using or friends with active users know about it and know that they're going to be immune for minor drug possession when they call 911 and save somebody else's life. Uh, We had 2,482 overdose deaths in 2014, uh, and this past year in 2015, we had 3,050. It just keeps going up. And it's because of the harder fentanyl-related and carfentanyl-related overdoses that we're having now in our state. Um, Maybe the silver lining a little bit is that the number of prescription drug overdoses is beginning to uh, flatline. Uh, But we're seeing such an explosion with the fentanyl on the streets, which is a product that's 50 times uh, stronger than heroin. Uh, And it's being mixed into the heroin some, sometimes at the street level, sometimes uh, actually down in Mexico or, or wherever it originates. Um, and that's what's driving uh, more and more overdoses in our communities. And that, um, sadly, is much more challenging to bring them back. So when we're talking about carfentanil, and in particular, it takes many doses of you know, uh, uh, Narcan. Absolutely. And we've made Narcan more available through House Bill 4. Mm-hmm. We've made it so that any uh, friend or family member or even a person who is struggling with an addiction uh, can walk into a pharmacy if there's a standing order from a physician. 
uh, they can get that uh, Narcan kit from the pharmacy as long as the pharmacy follows basically a, a step-by-step process with that individual. So they can get that Narcan kit, which is the antidote for heroin. Um, they can get that without a prescription now. But um, nonetheless, in, it, you're right. In many cases, it takes three, four doses of Narcan to be able to revive somebody. And uh, in some cases, there's other factors that really an EMS personnel needs to be present for in order to bring somebody back or to, to help them uh, at that critical time to uh, prevent them from dying from a drug overdose. So that's why it's necessary to call 911. That's why the Good Samaritan bill is, is, is going to, I think, help save lives in the state of Ohio. And that goes into effect this Tuesday. It goes, it goes into effect on September 13th. Um, and uh, which is this upcoming Tuesday, and we, we hope that uh, we hope that a lot of people talk about it. We hope that it gets um, gets into um, the you know the the areas that where people need it and they know about it. So thank you for doing this podcast and letting people know about this important change. Thank you, Representative Spring. What else would you like to share with our listeners about the opioid epidemic in general? Well, you know, I think uh, as you said, we we've done 14 different pieces of legislation simply coming out of the House, um, not even including all the pieces that the governors worked on independently. Um, and, and I think that you know, we've, we've done more in terms of treatment. We've tried to help save people's lives um, from overdose. We've tried to shut down the pill mills. We've shut down the doctor shopping. And yet we seem to be losing. Um, and I think that one of the things we got to focus on uh, now is it's time for us to focus on, you know, we've hacked at the branches of the tree, but we got to get to the root. And the root is really this overprescribing that's going on in our medical community. Um, and there's so many, so many doses of these prescription narcotic pills that people think are safe to abuse or safe to use. Um, and then they end up becoming addicted to it. And we've got to do something about that because, um, you know, there's a lot of people that kind of throw up their hands and say, well, you know, what can there really be done? You know, people have that within their own power to choose this, but I would argue that it's it's kind of a regulatory failure because we didn't have this heroin problem 10 years ago and we didn't have as many prescription painkillers being prescribed through our medical systems 10 years ago. So uh, that I think is, is one of the things on, on the front burner for us to address uh, in the legislature and just in government in general. Okay. Well, I want to thank you for your time this evening. I uh, really appreciate it and I'm sure our listeners appreciate it as well. Thank you for having me. Thanks for doing this. Okay. We've been visiting with Representative Robert Sprague, representing the 83rd District of the Ohio House of Representatives. I'm Greg McNeil, founder of Cover 2 Resources, and thank you for tuning in to this podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Cover 2 Resources podcast. This episode is a production of Cover 2 Resources and is made possible by listeners like you. With your support, the Cover 2 team can continue to research and broadcast these resources to others in need. If you'd like to donate or to sponsor a future podcast, please visit cover2.org. As always, thank you for listening. Together, we can make a difference in the opioid epidemic, one life at a time.